Welcome to another episode of Inside the Sweeps. Today we dive into a crucial topic as we sit down with a very special guest, Linda James, the driving force behind Bullies Out. Linda joins us for an insightful discussion for Anti-Bullying Week, so get ready for a candid and inspiring conversation as we shed light on the important issue of bullying prevention and support. Stay tuned and let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Inside the Sweeps. It's Anti-Bullying Week, and we've got a very special guest with us, Linda James, the brains behind Bullies Out. So let's dive into this crucial topic. Linda, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Bullies Out, and its mission, and what inspired the creation of this organization? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So Bullies Out was founded in 2006 and I did that after my younger son was badly bullied at school. There was sort of a lack of support from the school and there was not many resources around in the community to help. So originally it was after my son uh, wanted to speak online to somebody to, um, I suppose, like an online mentoring service and we couldn't find one. And so that really, I suppose, spurred me me on to set up an online mentoring service and the charity has just escalated from there and now we do mentoring and counselling we deliver workshops and training programs to schools to the workplace to parents to educators we provide resources downloads publications really anything that can help somebody that's affected by bullying behaviour and our mission really is to support anyone that's affected but we just want to empower people to overcome bullying behavior and to achieve their full potential. It seems like you have a lot of resources that I don't always think when I think back when I was a kid, bullying was all about, you know, playground drama, you know, teasing and name calling. But I think fast forward today, I think about kids like my niece have a totally different experience. She's come home one day um, upset about nasty comments she got on social media that were about her looks. And like the bullying game seems to have changed now. You know, you have online hate speech and body shaming that's causing trouble for kids and teens. It seems like a whole new level of complexity in the world of bullying. So how does Bullies Out define and address different types of bullying? And can you share some insight into maybe a bit more specifics on programs or initiatives your organization has developed to tackle these newer forms of bullying? Absolutely. It it has changed. You're absolutely right. And, you know, years ago, back when I was at school, quite a few years ago, we used to go home in the summer terms, you know, in the breaks and your bully couldn't reach you. Whereas now with most people having access to a phone and the internet, it's almost like you're carrying the bully in your pocket. They can reach you 24-7 in your personal space. And that is really traumatizing. And so with our sessions, we cover everything that is sort of to do with bullying behavior. So really the only one of our workshops that actually mentions the term bullying is online bullying. All of the others are sort of called, we have one called changing attitudes, respectful relationships, positive friendships, kindness. We challenge stereotypes. We cover, like I said, online bullying. We cover sexting. We cover digital footprint. So we cover a whole plethora of kindness, respect and well-being themes. 
everything really that encompasses the term bullying without using the word bullying, if that makes sense. Because it's all of these things that are affecting a young person. Bullying affects their well-being. It affects their friendships. It is all about disrespecting a person. And so through our sessions and the activities and, you know, the discussions that we have in these workshops, it is about challenging their behaviour, challenging what they say and why they say it and making them aware of the impact that their words can have on another person. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you speak about bullying online and cyberbullying, especially since I, not to age ourselves, but since I was in school, you know, mobile phones weren't a thing. And we were lucky to have a computer in the house. We had it at school, but it's like you said, it's more so following you, you know, you're always connected. So with access to technology, not only in the home, in schools, really wherever you go, it's important for schools to have the computers and be a part of the education. But what is the crucial role that schools play in safeguarding young people from the issue of cyberbullying? Well, schools do play a role. And of course, you know, they need to be careful with what children can access with when they're on their premises. But really, it starts at home because at the end of the day, it's the parents that are affording the children these mobile phones and the internet. And if as a parent, you're going to do that, then you need to make sure that your child needs to know how to use that phone and the internet respectfully, safely, carefully and responsibly you know it's no good handing over a device that really can be a weapon towards somebody else and not giving them any guidance with it especially as you know young people now are having mobile phones younger and younger and the whole social network thing is massive it's huge and we're giving young people access to that at such young ages and it does worry me because let's be honest there's most of us adults uh, struggling with how to handle this and how to manage a massive social network. And we expect children to be able to manage it effectively. And so we need to be able to give them some guidance and and some restrictions. You know, you can have this phone, you can have access to the internet because this is the way the world is going. But I expect and trust you to use it responsibly. You treat others with respect when you use it because that's what we should all be doing. And, you know, you shouldn't be body shaming somebody else. You shouldn't be putting up nasty posts about somebody else. And if you see that then you don't like it and you don't share it it's literally you step away from it as you would in in the real world you know in the in the offline world and you report it because it's just absolutely unacceptable although schools have a responsibility they're not in charge of a child's mobile phone it is all down to the parents schools are there sort of for safeguarding physically but they can't sort of you know, tell a child what to do and what not to do on that mobile phone. They can educate them with workshops on on online bullying and keeping safe online. But, you know, they have no rights to take those phones off them or anything like that. That does all start in the home. Yeah, you were mentioning young people growing up in the online world. The things they post and share, you know, really can leave a mark that stays with them, which I think is looking into understanding your digital footprint is super important. Recognizing the power of your digital footprint and learning how to manage it wisely, as you're saying, I think this helps build, you know, a positive, responsible online identity. How do you think we can help educate and empower the younger generation to shape a positive, responsible and professional online identity. 
I think it's it's making them aware, as you say, that that digital footprint stays with us forever. You know, even if you hit the delete button, it doesn't matter. It still stays there. And it's asking them, if somebody has a digital footprint of you, how would you want to be remembered? If we were remembered by our digital footprint, would you want to be remembered as this, you know, positive, kind human being or somebody who just shared nasty posts all the time? Somebody who just kept attacking a person online all the time how would you want to be remembered and and I'd like to think that most young people really would want to be remembered with a positive digital footprint we see and hear lots of stories in the media of, of celebrities who have maybe posted something years and years and years ago when they were younger and it does come back to bite you and it can impact your future and that's what we've got to think about you know something you post when you're a teenager can come back in years to come and, and it could impact on your future employment your or future education at university and it's that type of thing that you need to think about and it, you know a young person of sort of maybe 12 13 14 might laugh now and think oh well that's that's in years to come that's a long time away but the years fly by and a lot <laughs> trust me I know <laughs> and all of a sudden it's a long time away and and those things can impact you and can really have a negative impact on your future and and, you know, we don't want that to happen to anybody. So it's about creating a positive digital footprint and just doing good things online and not sharing things. And don't share something just because your friend has put it up there. Don't share it if you haven't read it and you're not happy with it and you're not happy that it's not abusive or aggressive towards somebody else. Because so many people just like and share, oh, it's my friend, it'll be OK. Or it's a family member, it'll be OK. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll be okay just always be aware of what you're liking and sharing and just make sure you create your own positive digital footprint yeah I mean like you said it will follow you and I, I think where kids these days grow up with technology and devices it almost seems like just a there's not a lot of thought put into it's just easy to like and share you know you're yeah, not it's yeah. like second nature whereas not growing up with that you might think about it a little bit more can you shed some light on some of like the longer lasting consequences of online actions particularly when it might come to cyberbullying and the impact it can have like on a person's life uh, both online and offline yeah we do know like here so for instance just something simple if there's some university applications for instance they do look at a person's online activity and you could have two university applications and sort of academically they are so alike and they're down to one space and academically you can't put a pin between them they are like who do we choose who do we choose and they look at their online activity and that's what they will look at wow. this person is positive this person has posted negativity we're not going down that road and so all of a sudden it could be something simple they could have liked or shared something that is not as positive as you know person a and they've lost out on a university place um, wow. and that can have employment as well because you know these people they have the power to look at at our online activity because no 
nobody wants to employ somebody that's been homophobic or racist or nasty online. Nobody wants that within their environment. You know, everybody wants a positive environment with which to learn or work. And so that's what happens. And it's really, you know, it's upsetting for a person, but then this is what happens. And so it's really important for young people to just be really careful online, really careful. And not only that, you know, to be homophobic, to be racist, it's against the law. So consequences could be far worse than losing a university place or a a place in employment. The, The consequences could be far worse. Please, please just be careful. Walk away from it. You know, just be the bigger person and walk away from it. You don't need to share everything. I think that's one of the biggest things with my my niece and nephew. I'm like, you don't need to share everything. No, they and not everybody needs to know everything. Me, as you get older, social media gets boring. <laughs> it really gets boring. And you don't have time for it. And you think, oh, gosh, why did I ever sign up? this. I just haven't got the time. I I have young grandchildren and when I say that to them they look at me as if to say what did she just say? (laughs) Because they're young there comes a time when you just think I just haven't got the time for this. You know we post for the charity and like and share the charity posts and things but on a personal level I think For many people, after a while, social media came out and it was exciting. And then after a while, it's like, no, I haven't got time for this. (laughs) Really haven't. There's more exciting things to do. There's other things to do. And it's better to do things offline with my friends than (laughs) online. You know, it really is. I, I also accept the fact that they are young. And I wasn't brought up with mobile phones or computers and they were. So it is the way forward for them. But again, it's just please be respectful. Please be responsible and just be kind. Just be kind on or offline. Just be kind. And, And if you can't be kind, just be quiet and walk away. You don't need to share or like a negative post. You really don't. You really no. don't. You know, we talked about the digital footprint, I think ties in really well with being a good online citizen. Like you're saying, it's kind of what kind of keeps the world online world friendly and positive. Yeah. Are there key aspects of being a responsible and respectful digital citizen? <laughs> and how can these practices positively impact our online interactions? Yeah, I do you know what there's like we work with a lot of young people and some of them have got their own blog and they write positive blogs and that's always a good thing. Other people have a YouTube channel, they have TikTok channels and it's all positive because joking aside, the internet is great. It is great. Like everything, it it has a negative side, but that happens throughout everything that we have. There's always a a little bit of negative to to lots of different things. But the internet, it is amazing. It's opened so many opportunities for so many people. So, you know, young people, they can create uh, positive blogs. They can do positive YouTube channels and YouTube videos, and they can really showcase their skills and their creativity. And that all goes towards to showcase them as individuals, but also also, it gives them such such positivity around them online and there's no negativity about it at all. Um, they can turn off comments if they don't want anyone posting any comments there so they haven't got to see anything. To have that positive digital footprint for them is really powerful, really powerful. Maybe they, they do brilliant artwork 
or dance or anything creative, then showcase all of that. Showcase your skills in a positive way. That is really powerful, especially for young people. This, you know, we have a lot of talented young people in this world and the internet is a powerful way to to showcase that to the world. Really great for them. Um, so th- that's always a good start. You know, we talked about there's ways to, you know, share the positive things online and the impact the internet has, has had. It's great. You know, we've been more connected and we have all these resources it provides entertainment but when we do look at some of the negative aspects of the internet i recently read a person suffering from cyberbullying is 1.9 times more likely to commit suicide and victims of cyberbullying are twice as likely to experience suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. so as we are heading into anti-bullying week i think raising awareness is key to tackling cyberbullying so how does bullies out get the word out about different aspects of cyberbullying and what it can do and how to stop it. And also, do you have any projects or campaigns your organization has done to make people more aware of this issue? Yeah, of course, we use the internet. You know, of course we do. Um, that is one way of getting the message out there to hundreds of thousands of people. So we do use the internet, but we still use physical ways like posters and flyers and brochures and everything else as well for those who don't use the internet because there's still, as my granddaughter terms, dinosaurs around that don't use the internet. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't like the way she looked at me when she said that either. <laughs> but, You're like, is that something personal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there are people out there who don't use the internet for whatever reason. And so, you know, of course, we use physical resources as well. You know, we get lots of resources out there, lots of messages out there. And we have lots of downloadable activities on our website, downloadable resources. We have activity packs, all that young people can get involved in. We have gratitude journals and the one journal, we always laugh when we mention this to young people, we do have a digital detox journal as well. And we say to them, you know, download it or we can post out a hard copy and see if you can detox from your digital devices for even 30 minutes. (laughs) Start small. We can start somewhere. (laughs) Most adults will do it for, well, I'll do it for a day. You know, some say I'll do it for a week. But I'm sure if I said to most people, you know, put your digital devices away for a day, they'd look at me and say, excuse me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so start small, just, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, just put it away and not look at it and not touch it. Because it's quite empowering when you're attached to a device all the time and then you put it away for an hour and you haven't looked at it and you haven't touched it. It, it is quite empowering for a person to do that. So we do have a, a digital detox journal as well that they can um, download and use. <laughs> or they can- I think everybody could I could use a little digital detox every now and then of course we can of course we can because you know I laugh and I joke but you know I have a work phone and I have a personal phone and they drive me mad (laughs) but you know at the end of the day it's the world we live in and they're needed I, I do put them away sometimes but it is tough it is tough. So I really appreciate where young people who are born into this world of technology are coming from. I really do. Sometimes we do need to put it away. We really do. And just have that breather from it and just, yeah, forget it's there for a while. We really do. Because they so, can take 
over. Yeah. <laughs> with do. these <laughs> with these resources and the resources on your website and these different downloadable things, are there any success stories you can share or examples of the impact Bullies Out has had, whether it's during oh anti-bullying week or or at large, any um, success stories you can share? Lots and lots and lots um, of success stories. And on our website, we do have an impact report as well that can be downloaded and there's success stories in there. We have success stories from young people that use our counselling service and tell us that without that service, they wouldn't be here today because it got so bad for them that they were considering taking their own lives. And then they found our counselling service and thankfully they're still with us today. We have success stories from schools where we've been able to go in and work with the school and work with their pupils and be able to reduce the incidence of bullying behaviour that they've had and increase the reporting as well. So young people feel empowered to report when it's happening. So, you know, there's there's a positive when that happens as well. We get messages from parents constantly that we've been able to support. So we support the parents to support their children. And we've also got youth engagement programmes uh, as well and young people uh, join our youth engagement programs and the main one is we ask them to join for a year and throughout that year we work with them and we build their skills and their confidence and for many of those young people two three years later they're still with us because they just don't want to leave and that's that's hugely powerful for us because it's telling us that we're doing something right for those children not to want to leave that programme. And, you know, for us, they can stay as long as they want to. As long as they're benefiting from the programme, then that's fine with us. That's um, they and we've had, we've got one young boy, we have a programme called Playground Pals, which is setting up like a buddy scheme in the primary schools. Yeah. He joined that when he was in primary school. And then when he moved up to high school, we trained him as a mentor, a peer mentor. So that's the secondary school version of a buddying scheme. Wow. And so he trained in that as well. And then he joined our youth ambassador program. And now at 21, he's one of our core volunteers. So he's been with us since he was nine and a half. That is fantastic. <laughs> All along, he's he's been in our, in our different programs, and he's he's absolutely amazing. And he's you know he says all the skills that he's learned. He's at university, but he's got a part time job, and they've just they've just made him a manager, a part time manager, and he he puts it down to the skills that he's learned as well. Yeah, he's amazing, and um, and we've got a few young people like that in our programs as well. So uh, yeah, they bring a tear to your eye sometimes. These young people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it's amazing do. the impact like you can have on one person, but then they share that impact with others, right? You know, he's had such a positive experience and he's able to share that positive experience with others. So then it just kind of keeps going. That's amazing. That's it with, with young people because, you know, they are, if you empower a young person, they're really powerful. They they really do go on to do amazing things and, and they really, really can make a difference. You know, sometimes they really get negative press, young people, 
Um, we know bullying goes on for all sorts of reasons and we we support the person displaying the bullying behaviour as well because they're not bad people, their behaviour no. is unacceptable and we've got to address the behaviour but we've got to look at why that's happening as well because if we don't address that we're never going to break that cycle of bullying. You know we work with anybody that's affected by an incident of bullying and support everybody within that complete cycle. When you can do that and, and when you can empower it you can empower them the incident then is resolved and you know maybe they'll never be the best of friends but there won't be any bullying anymore then that makes a big difference that makes a huge difference that's all we want that's all we want we want to make a difference to young people and we want them to be able to reach their full potential and for them to then make a difference to their own lives and to the lives of others as well and then they're the next they're the future workforce aren't they they're exactly. the next and we just want them to be a really positive kind generation and i think we can do that i think it's, we can it's in too. all of them isn't it it's in all of them it's just all about education and not necessarily formal education it's about talking to them a lot of explaining and a lot of empowerment and positivity Uh, and sometimes that's what they want they just need to be listened to and that's we can do that we can do that not not just us there's lots of organizations out there that can do that we just need to let them know that we're here and um and that we can help exactly does bullies out have anything happening this week for anti-bullying week that we'd like to share with the audience oh my goodness me yes <laughs> probably lots and lots <laughs> yeah we were looking at our calendar earlier somebody asked us if we could do something and we were looking at it thinking oh probably about midnight you know <laughs> yeah do you open your school at midnight night (laughs) but yeah we got lots going on we're starting on the weekend with our youth ambassador meeting and training program and then we're going into schools up and down the country we're going into workplaces we're working with parents we also work with the anti-bullying alliance who are in london and of course the theme is make a noise you know that's what we're doing is we'll be on social media lots of different things will be going out on social media and it's just about people people making a positive noise about bullying behavior and just gosh honestly our heads have been spinning with trying to book everything in because (laughs) you only get one week and it's like it's not enough (laughs) it's not enough we need more time to to fit everybody in so we we probably have although it's only anti-bullying week we have about a month because we have to get everybody in and um yeah and we also have our school staff awards as well so here we each year we recognize the school staff and so they're nominated by young people and a panel of young people choose the winners and the winners are announced in anti-bullying week as well in england and wales that is so cool i like that they get that they're student nominated and yeah and voted that's amazing all about young people all about young people so the panel yeah there, there's a panel of young people that choose they're shortlisted and then another panel, a panel shortlist them, a panel then choose the winners, but they're all nominated by young people. And it can be any member of school staff. It doesn't have to be a teacher. It can be, a, you know, a teaching assistant. It can be a lunchtime supervisor. It can be the, the school receptionist. It can be anybody that has gone above and beyond with, you know, helping with anti-bullying, with kindness, with well-being. And so obviously they've given us the winners, but we can't announce them until... <laughs> We can't announce them yet until we go in and um, and we present the awards to the teachers and then they'll be 
be across social media as well. So um, yeah, that's something that we really do look forward to because the the children are always so excited when they find out that uh, that their teachers won. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really I think good. That's a really cool initiative too. That I mean, you're in the UK, but that really could be adopted anywhere. That could be adopted in schools. Absolutely. Like that's a really good way to kind of go up. I think that's just really, really cool. As we wrap up, I wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me and share about your amazing organization and the work you're doing to raise awareness about bullying. But I just wanted to let you have the last word before we leave. Are there any closing thoughts or comments you'd like to leave our audience with? Just if we can help, I, I know we're, you know, we're across the pond, but our counselling can be virtual, our mentoring can be virtual as well. We've got lots of resources that can be downloaded. Um, We've got a contact form on our website. If anybody needs any help, just take a look at the website and drop us a message if we can help further. And just remember, positive digital footprint. That is so important. So, so important. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Linda. It's been a great conversation. You're welcome, Alison. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Inside the Sweeps. If you want to hear more, check out our previous episodes on Spotify or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. Stay up to date on all news related to NetSweeper. Head over to our website, netsweeper.com, or give us a follow on any of our social platforms. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time.